Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Five Questions with Dr. K. Our guest today is none other than Mr. Frank Kelly. He's a very talented artist that resides here in Northeast Louisiana. So let's just get started. Hello, Mr. Kelly. How are you? Hello, Dr. Kelly. I'm so glad that you're with us today. Thank you so much. You know, we go way back. We do. <laughs> <laughs> way, way back. Way, way back. Yes, we're here today in your studio. Yes. Which is the fulfillment of of a dream of yours, mm-hmm. um, a manifestation of God's blessing, because yes. I remember when. Yes. So how does it feel to be walking in your your vision, your dream coming to life? Well, I'm truly grateful because this is something that uh, I did not totally plan for. It it happened, it was happenstance. Uh, it was, it happened from possibly just basically having a workspace, a larger workspace, and, uh, and it developed into uh, an art gallery and studio presence. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So again, this is the fulfillment of a dream, but let's go back. Tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about your life, um, you know, where you're from. Tell us about how you grew up and a little bit about your background. Well, first and foremost, I'm from a, uh, a rural community outside of uh, Lincoln and Jackson parishes where I basically grew up in a village type environment where everybody knew everyone and relatives and uh, friends and three churches, three different mm-hmm. denominations and that sort of thing. Went to a small school in Chatham where my father's side of the family were very, uh, very well known in that it was a small town in Chatham, Louisiana. Jasper Henderson was a school that my foreparents created. Okay. Uh, first African American school, actually, for African Americans to wow. attend, and that is still in our family. Okay. Next thing is that I uh, I'm the baby of three siblings, and then my mother and father, uh, Erling mothers, Erling Kelly. My father, of course, is Frank Kelly. Senior. Mm-hmm. I started out uh, in school. I never forget this. One of my classmates recently told me, matter of fact, he said when we had to stand up in class and mm-hmm. say what we wanted to be right. in the third grade, I literally, not having any art around me, said that I wanted to be an art artist. Wow. And he remembered that. Matter of fact, he reached out to me here recently this year. From that, I used to do a lot of doodling in class. I would do projects and all the kids would love to come and be on my team it would and uh, we would do these these little projects and then over time it expanded some because I started to find that this is something I was good at and I enjoyed it so I would participate in all the posters that Mm -hmm. was needed from my junior high middle school to a senior in, in high school, but never had any, what you call, um, formal training. Formal training. Wow. So it's mm-hmm. interesting that you talk about the fact that you discovered this, you noticed that mm-hmm. you were good at it. Yeah. And I love the fact you talked about you were in school and you stood up and said, this is what you want to be. Because yes. as a teacher, I know how important it is to put that in kids from a young age, mm-hmm. give them a dream, a goal to yes. focus on. So I love yes. that. So again, as you're discovering this gift, who around you helped to develop it? Well, I had, you know, a lot of love in my family and support. And 
My mother supported it. My father supported it. My dad, he, as a matter of fact, he had the capabilities of drawing, okay. you know, cars and things. And my mother always tinkered with creative things. And my grandmother, who is a beautiful person, who also uh, was a quilter. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the arts were in my family, okay. but there wasn't. It wasn't a tag, so to speak. Right. It wasn't named as an artisan, but they uh, they they encouraged me. Well, yeah. good. Well, knowing a little bit about you just as a person, I know that you have not always been solely an artist as you mm-hmm. are now. As God has mm-hmm. blessed you to be. Tell yes. me a little bit, you know, because there could be someone who's listening who may have a talent in art, or maybe mm-hmm. they have a child or a relative yes. that's good in art, but mm-hmm. you, sometimes you don't know where that can take you. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about the Frank Kelly store, because it didn't just, you didn't just land in no, art. I you did. took a winding no, road. Right. So tell us. Well, I, I graduated from Grammar State University with degrees in uh, business administration and also uh, fine art. Mm-hmm. I have a degree in that. And so... After graduating, um, I went to work for AT&T and uh, another company in Dallas, and then I transferred back to this area because I wanted to be close to my family members with church and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So being that there was no evidence, even in Monroe, Louisiana at the time, no evidence of art uh, on a professional level or any case, other than maybe doing something in the school system, you could do that. But I reached out to go to work, actually, for State Forum. And I was going to be hired, but the gentleman who was hiring me, he passed away. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I had gone to work for an automobile dealership, which where my father had been in, and of course, it helped get me through college. Uh, I worked there, I washed cars, or whatever the case may be. Was that Monroe Auto World? Yeah, it was Monroe Auto World where I went to work to be, but my father, when I was in school, it supplied me uh, financial assistance to work at that dealership to give me a car to drive, a hoopty to go to school in, and so forth. But I worked at Monroe Auto World for about 15, 16 years. I became their top salesperson, Uh, and also waiting for another opportunity to come but it never came but so i painted behind the scenes for 15 16 years i worked from seven to seven every day and then six days a week and paint at night wow i would go to sleep and then wake up and uh and then uh work again and paint and there was this article uh, this magazine is extraordinary a magazine. It was called Art and Antiques Magazine. Mm-hmm. And I basically one day, good Lord, said, you need to call these folks. So I did. I reached out and I made that call and I spoke to the managing editor. And uh, about three to four months, uh, the rest is history. That's when I then took the leap of faith and became a full-time artist. Awesome. So what I heard you say is... You had to work a full-time job to pay the bills. Yes. But you lived your dream at night. Yes. And I know that could not have been easy. No. I'm sure there were plenty of times you were probably thinking, what in the world am I doing? I'm tired. <laughs> you know, where is this going to take yes. me? But you didn't quit. You didn't give up right. on your dream. And look where you are now. Yes. So I, I just love that yes. part of your story. Yes. I'll tell you a little bit about how I remember coming into contact with okay. you. I remember seeing you at Monroe Auto World. Okay. Um, just growing up, getting cars with my family and whatnot. But I first was um, primarily introduced to you 
through Ron Alexander, and I'll yes. tell you how. Yes. I was a college student getting ready to graduate mm -hmm. with a degree in business, yes. and one of our final projects was that we had to do a marketing plan yes. for a local community business. Yes. My team was assigned to Ron Alexander, okay. I hope I'm saying right. his name right. He was a clothier, but yes. he was an upscale clothier. Yes. So everybody didn't go to his place. And I remember going to his store and seeing all these lovely, wonderful clothes, and I remember him, him coming to meet us, and I remember seeing uh, African-American man in the background. It's Hayes, it's been some years. Yes. But I remember you being in that store. Yes. I remember you being well-dressed, yes. well-spoken. Yes. And I, if I'm not mistaken, you had a piece of your art even there. You were talking to him yes. about it. And I didn't say a word to you, mm -hmm. but that image spoke volumes to me. Yes. Because you gave me something to strive for. You let me see that we're worthy of nice things too. Yes. We can look nice and be in certain venues yes. and handle ourselves a certain way. Yes. And it just spoke so much to me. And I remember thinking, who is that man? Yes. So again, you see me sometimes get a little giddy, but that's why. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's important that African-Americans, we see images, positive images of ourselves. Mm -hmm. You want to speak to that maybe yes. even in the art world? Well, I would say that uh, what I love so much about the art, it gives you an opportunity to uh, do things across the board. Yeah. Uh, it has no uh, restraints right. on you as uh, your race mm -hmm. in a lot of cases because you get to, to be involved with uh, multiple people who are in different uh, things. And uh, I would have to say also that uh, um, uh, Ron Alexander's had been a part of our family yeah. For a long period of time. Yeah, he was a really nice but guy. But he also uh, allowed me to have adjacent to his store my own personal art gallery. Wow. And um, it attributed to folks in the community then recognizing that uh, I had something to offer mm -hmm. them and, and, and blending great art and great clothing together yeah. was, a, a, it was, was a form of unity, but also... It uh, helped his business tremendously because it brought a lot of folks in mm -hmm. uh, through it all. So, uh, and he complimented me on that uh, uh, several year, a few years ago. Yeah, and uh, and I'm really appreciative of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was definitely an out of the box collaboration, mm -hmm. and so yes, um, you know, you definitely need good partnerships when mm -hmm. you're in business. Let's talk a little bit about your art. I know when I first saw some of your earlier works, it was a lot of landscapes a lot of images of people mm -hmm. and you would tell me these were people that were in your neighborhood or in your community when you grew up and everything had significance mm -hmm. talk a little bit about how art can tell stories about who you are well you know when i was a kid and i used to draw and do and did not have any formal training until i got to graham state university i have to throw that in of course and uh <laughs> Uh, it was a way of escape for me. Growing up in a rural community, as a way of expressing myself. Uh, it's just a beautiful way of, of speaking. Instead of writing or speaking verbally, I could communicate through a drawing uh, or some, uh, or, or you know, putting something on paper. So, and using color and shapes and lines and things of that nature, but. Art is definitely a way of expressing yourself. Uh, it's a form of creative thinking outside the box. Some of your most valuable things that people have attributed to this world has been through 
in some way through the arts. You know, we don't think about it, but everything in this world is made of uh, shapes. Yes, it is. Uh, without color, it would be a blank canvas. Mm -hmm. The importance mm -hmm. of looking at things and, and seeing other things within the works of art. Mm -hmm. Art, what it has done for me more than anything, I would say, it's just given me another way to look at life every year, every day, every hour, every minute, every second. It's just you look at things totally differently, yeah. and, and it gives you... An opportunity not to be afraid. Uh, it gives, it encourages you in a lot of ways. For one, it's an immediate gratification yeah. because you take a blank page and you put something on it, you get something from it, and you and it's tangible. You can take with you, and so the arts. I tell stories in my work, and my narratives are, are typically stories about what I've uh, experienced mm -hmm. uh, in the past and also in the present. Mm -hmm. And I paint uh, uh, recently from 2015, I've typically put a lot of emphasis on uh, non-representational art, yeah. which is art that you can't really tell what you're looking at and, uh, from the eye, but when it's, you're given a description, uh, then you... But it's also a, a palette where you can look at something and see something from your own uh, experience exactly. and identify with. So when you look at the pieces, you, you see a lot of texture, you see a lot of color, and but uh, it's still a horizontal and vertical designs and things of that nature that's encompassed in the composition of the work. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of depth that goes in with inside of the work as well. So I'm utilizing the same uh, structure that uh, encompasses uh, the representational work into the non-representational and being able to say things and do things through the work uh, with, uh, with the brush, yeah. uh, brush strokes instead of, and, and, and there are things I, I may say within the work mm -hmm. uh, from an abstract form from a non-representational uh, that I couldn't probably say right. in a representational piece. Well, I mean, as we sit here in your gallery and I'm looking around, I'm always just inspired by your work because you're definitely God-gifted when it comes to this. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at some of the abstracts even now, and the first mm -hmm. thing that pops out to me is color. But as yes. I listen to you talk about, you know, it's it's your, your expression of yes. a certain thing that you're thinking or yes. want to say, right? What I also love about art, and especially abstracts, is because mm -hmm. it's also a reflection of what's in my soul. Yes. Because it's subjective. Yes. You're saying something to me, but when I see it, I may see or hear something completely Correct. different. So it's also mm -hmm. a reflection of what's going on within me. Definitely. So art is just such a wonderful, wonderful mm -hmm. form of expression. I'm just so glad that you have used it to the level that you have. It's really exciting. As I look well, around. each piece that I create, there's a form of interpretation yeah. with the piece and mm -hmm. you get an authentic certificate and okay. so you can ensure each piece because my work is now what well, has been for quite some time since actually 2000. It's a collectible piece yes, and, and yes. it's also can be part of your net worth by just insuring it and so and I'm really excited and proud about that but not only it can be a generational thing for kids to enjoy and family members and the story still lies 
when when one purchases a, a piece of artwork, they're not only purchasing something from a person like myself or most artists yeah. uh, would say, we're storytellers. We have been put on this earth to minister. Mm -hmm. And I look at it as a foreign ministry. I look yes. at it as a way of telling that or identifying something with someone uh, from a therapeutic way. Mm -hmm. So I would just have to say that, you know, any chance that someone gets, mm -hmm. please go and look at the arts and spend some time alone, actually, yeah. uh, and study it. And, and, and also use your ability to see what that piece means. Right, right, right. Now let's talk a little bit about how you're taking just being an artist to the next level. You are doing some things in the community. Mm -hmm. I know you host events here in the gallery, yes. but you're also working with young artists mm -hmm. in schools. Talk a little bit about that program. Well, in 2001, I created a Youth Arts Initiative Program. And then uh, in 2007, I uh, enhanced the program, but then I a leg from the, the, the program is geometrics. So I took that and created geometrics through the arts as well. And basically they both encompass pretty much the same thing, but they're done in such a way that it reflects from uh, writing geometrics, of course, reading, we focus on uh, uh, collaboration, uh, the importance of building low self-esteem and things of that nature and leadership skills through visualization. Okay. And we, the participants participate in all of these things. And like I said before, they take a blank page, which is a canvas or paper, and then they create something tangible. I've worked with counseling agencies, worked with hospitals. I've worked with, v, with the VA. I've worked uh, in on Indian reservations. I've worked in inner cities of Detroit, Chicago. I've worked in New Orleans with the Katrina kids. Worked in YMCA. I've worked with uh, a lot of different uh, areas. And what's important to me with my youth programs, it gives the child or the person or the participant a way to express themselves as well, but it also gives them a way of creative thinking. And thinking outside the box. You're right. And mm -hmm. as a teacher, you know, they've pulled a lot of the art programs out of schools. Right. And so I can see firsthand the need for it mm -hmm. and the way that kids um, need to have this outlet as a way of expression or expressing themselves. So mm -hmm. thank you for the work that you're doing thank with you. that. As we get ready to conclude, I mean, I really enjoyed sitting here talking with you. I want to talk a little bit about... Um, your actual art gallery. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, FKJ Art Gallery is located in West Monroe, Louisiana. We're at 410 North 6th Street. And uh, our hours are from 10 until 6 on Tuesday through Friday. And Saturdays from 10 to 4. We have a number of pieces ranging from landscape abstracts to figuratives. There's about 150 pieces in the gallery. Uh, we have also incorporated business mixers yeah, those events and uh, events here mm -hmm. that encompasses uh, local businesses and small businesses. And folks, uh, I, I believe, like to know who the ownership belongs to and also is to get their name out even more mm -hmm. if they're starting a business mm -hmm. or startup business. I think it's very important because small businesses actually is the catalyst of the United States of America, not the larger corporations. 
so to get these the younger generation and the ones who've been around a while to come in and, and partnership with me, uh, I expose my art. It, truthfully, it's a win-win for everybody, but it also gives me gratification to see me being able to do something for our community from that aspect. Yes. And it is, it is wonderful to see. And I, and I will give you credit for this. Beyond the fact that you, again, are a God-given artist, you are truly an astute businessman. Well, thank you. You have I, given me personally a lot of advice about business. Where did that knowledge or drive for business come from? Uh, I grew up around uh, individuals who were, I didn't know at the time, but uh, they were business people. They own their own farms. Mm. And they were entrepreneurs. Yeah. And uh, I spent a lot of time with the elderly, and that's my love, is spending around people with knowledge. Yeah. And I have someone who may have a, uh, I've, I've been in, in, involved with folks who have a farm to a person who's a multimillionaire and billionaires who are my mentors. They all pretty much have the same uh, <laughs> stories mm-hmm. or identify, identify themselves in certain ways that would, would, would encompass success mm-hmm. and what success looks like for them. And I would take a little bit from, and I still do, I, I take a little bit from each and every one of them and from just about anybody. I take things from people that can uh, in, in, that encourage me mm-hmm. to continue on. But I, I, I think a lot of it comes from you never quit learning. Right. You focus on what you can do. You don't focus on the things you can't do. You focus on the things you can do. Because if somebody else is doing that, mm-hmm. then there's a good chance that you can too. Right. So there's a business model that you don't have to create. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that business model is already out there. Right. You just need to go out there and get it to work and customize it for yourself. Exactly. So you take different components from different people, mm-hmm. and that's basically what I do or what I have done, mm-hmm. and I'm still learning. Yeah. I tell people all the time, this is a learning in progress. You know, until the day I leave this earth, right. uh, that's exactly what it is. Well, I tell you, you've done well. I'm, I'm extremely proud of you. And one last thing. Do you have an online presence? Do you have a website? I do. I, my website is uh, www.frankkellyjr.com. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, you can go to Facebook, actually, Frank Kelly Jr., and then with the EY, and then there's Artist Frank Kelly Jr., and then there's Educational Arts Initiative Program mm-hmm. as well incorporated yes. where we take donations and things like that because I also have a nonprofit okay. uh, where I created it only for my community and community centers and things of that nature. So, uh, and I'm very grateful for the folks who around here that support it. And we've also had uh, donors from out of town also support what we do. Well, good. So, again, I can't say enough for how happy I am for you. I see God is just doing some awesome things in your life. Keep striving. Keep being a great example. And thank you so much for allowing us to come today. Thank you so much, Dr. Kelly. All right. So, as always, we want to thank you for listening to Five Questions with Dr. K. Be sure to tune in next week for another exciting podcast.